Recovery 101, yeah, with your hosts Bruce, Shelly, and Mark. They want to talk with you, joke with you, and tell you the facts. They want to see you in recovery, working those steps. And when you're through, they want to chat with you. Put down the jack in the crack and take a step on back and go to a meeting and keep coming back and then tune to recovery 101.net and when you're through they want to joke with you hey i'm dr drew and you are listening to recovery 101 thank you to courtney for a marvelous recovery 101 jingle recovery 101 does not speak for A-A-N-A-O-A-C-A-G-A-P-A-S-L-A-S-L-A-A-C-R-R-R-M-M-D-R-A-H-A-P-A-L-M-N-O-P-F-N-A-I-G-A. Golf? No. The grocery store? Instant gratification anonymous. Oh, oh, right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they don't hold hands. They don't hold hands. Yeah. Uh, Shelly. Yeah. Oh. What? Wait a minute. Never mind. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Wow. Welcome to Recovery 101. Yeah. My name is Bruce B. I was always with. How many pills did you take? Seven. I'm Shelly. And Mark. Yeah, uh, seven, you know, a bunch of antibiotics really wouldn't do anything. I'm pretty sure. Of course, I don't know. No, actually, if you took seven antibiotics, you would be passed out because they make you really tired. Really? Yeah. If you they took made too me, much. They haven't made me tired. They can't. Though I took when I took you the one that you're on now. When I took that one, I just wanted to sleep. The one like, that I'm so on tired. now is double strength too. I didn't even have it double strength. Oh. Yeah. And I. Really what happens tired. if you crush them up? And snort them? Yeah. Can you smoke them? No, not that I know. Slam them. I'm sure you can. I know you can slam them. Yeah. You must be able to. Yeah, because I'll put it in your IV when you're in the hospital from having slam or snorted yeah. the thing you were supposed to just take. Yeah. Okay. When they put it in your IV and you sit there and watch the pill melt. So, Shelly, I think the people at home need to, need to hear about the grannies cavorting off the stage. Oh. What happened? <laughs> uh, we had a dress rehearsal for our choir performance this this weekend. We ha- we're having a great show, and we sound awesome. I'm totally impressed with us. But we do this one sort of gospel number called Glory, Glory. Your and we're good. standing up, and we're supposed to like get our little gospel groove going on or whatever. Uh-huh. And in this, most of the sopranos are at least 70. I mean, they're older ladies, 65, okay. 70. And yeah, we get older. done, and we're supposed to then sit at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. And they were still in their little groove mode, and they went bum over tea kettle over the back of the riser with their chairs. <laughs> they with just, their chairs. With their chairs. The Shaking whole thing. Just, they're really lucky they're not like I know. hurt. Like, and had broken hips. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh. Until they stood up, and they were all laughing. And 92 years yeah. old, and I haven't broken my hip yet. Yes. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's so a- the show could get exciting. You never know. Well, and you know, and if they get hurt, just kick them to the side because the show must go on. Exactly. Show must go on. That's what'll happen, right? Yes. Someone will just come and like drag the carcasses off. Somebody will call nine one one. We'll just Fire sing hose. around the paramedics. Fire hose just rinse them off the stage. Yeah. Yeah, you need perfect. <laughs> Blow them off. There's no problem there. Yeah. How's your day, Mark? Fantastic. Outstanding. Another another happy glorious day in in recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good day. You had a good day? I'm Finally. I'm glad you did. Yeah, me too. I was cheering for you, man. You, me too. <laughs> I was praying. Well, you know, Heavily, it remains, all to, day. remains to be seen if, if, if the trend continues, but 
if nothing else, today was good. So I'm I'm happy for that, and I'll just go with that. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. What? Do you know what time it is? Yes, it's 9.33. No. Well, it's time for the boozy news and the news not fit for booze. Shelly's clearly not ready. Oh, excuse me. You're not ready either. I am ready. I'm, ready. I'm still talking. You know, you know what? And hand me my glasses because oh, I forgot them. because she's not ready. Hold on. And I'm ready. Hold on a second. Here's your glasses. I could have done a little musical interlude there for you, but oh well. I'm ready. I hope I'm not getting sick. Oh, I hope you're not getting the sick big, either. The big sickness is going around right now. Mm-hmm. Appears to be stomach flu. Oh. Okay. Let's see. Where are we? We are in River County. River um, County where? River County, I've forgotten, but I think it's in the Midwest. Um, Near a river. I'll bet there's a river. It won't really matter because the story, by the way, I'm giving you ample leg crossing time. Has to oh involve no. ample testicles or oh no. ample leg crossing time, everyone. Um, Mary Ann Scott has been arrested for assault. Oh, she is accused of causing her husband uh, bodily injury. He took, they're in the process of getting a divorce, and he Uh had given her a ring that was worth about $15,000, and he took it from her and hid it, and she became angry that he had taken the ring and demanded it back, and he refused, so she got a kitchen knife, and now, she didn't go quite that far. What she did do was she grabbed him by his left testicle and held on and yanked and threatened to cut it off until he told her where the ring was. Oh, she just wanted half. She just half okay, apparently. Now, now she didn't get the ring. Wait, wait, wait. And she ended up in jail. Wait, wait, wait. My first question is, it's his ex. Why is he going around with his testicle hanging out where she can grab it? Because he's a dog and she got him naked. How Some, tough it would doesn't that be? stay of the story. How tough would that really be? Uh, True. You, you know what? When I first divorced my ex, you, you couldn't have got me. She couldn't have got me naked for no reason. Yeah, but you were divorcing her. Yeah, what true. if she was divorcing you? I don't know. Maybe. So know. The, the leave or leave e thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, we have some Alec Baldwin news. Uh, on really? Tuesday, on Tuesday, he was escorted off of an American Airlines flight because Oops. he returned. He refused to turn off his phone because he was too busy playing words with friends. I have no idea what that is. It's like word feud, only it's... Oh, I... I, I so he's playing this game, and he refused to turn off his phone so that they could actually depart. I mean, they were on the tarmac, in position. The stewardess actually had to get up out of her jump seat. Flight attendant. Flight attendant, sorry, air, air whatever. waitress. I just dated myself, didn't I? Um, <laughs> so he got angry. Washington Pan Am. Did, did, you, did, you, did you try anything with yourself? Oh, oh, my brother. You always go there. Jeez. You're the one saying you were dating yourself. At any rate, so he got angry, got up out of his seat, stomped into the bathroom, slammed the door and locked it, and continued to play his game. They couldn't take off because he would was playing word feud or words with friends. I'm I'm surprised they even caught him doing it. It's only because he's Alec Baldwin and everyone was looking at him because I'm positive there's people that do that all the time, do all kinds of things. Are you kidding? With iPhones and stuff, there's people watching YouTube videos. Now. I don't know. Um, let's see. Customs and border officials nabbed a 21-year-old Mexican citizen this week 
Uh, he was he suspected, although they, he has the stuff. Were they, they catch him, him with over the border. The, no, they catch him with the stuff, but he's still suspected of. What he did was he smuggled one hundred forty thousand dollars worth of methamphetamine in cans of liquid nacho cheese across the border. <laughs> That's a snack right there, boy. What, what I want to know is how they figured out that the meth was in the cheese. It says like some false bottom thing or something. They unscrew it. An informant. It had to be something like that yeah. because I saw the cans. And, I mean, unless you were really, really looking, they Dr- just look like cans like, of nacho cheese. Like, drug dogs. How'd you like to be the Through meth guy? How'd you like to be the meth guy who went and bought a bunch of nachos, you know, bought, bought a bunch of chips? Went and got some cans of things. You start scooping. You're like, wow, there's like a quarter ounce in here underneath this cheese layer. Yikes. My lucky would have been heroin, and then I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, you would have. No, I would have sold it and gone yeah. and bought what I wanted. What? Bought Coke. Uh, in Miami. Florida! Yes. <laughs> haven't, uh, haven't heard any Florida lately. Miami police officer Jay Burtis is okay, but he feels like an idiot right now. Uh, he dropped his pen underneath his feet in the patrol car as he was driving along and bent down to grab it. And what he hit? He, did, he didn't actually hit anything. He managed to get two of his wheels on, one, on the driver's side up along the, the wires that hold an electrical pole up. Oh, wow. And he drove literally perpendicular right up the utility pole. Until and got stuck. He, oh, I was going to say until he flipped over. No, he didn't flip over. He got stuck. <laughs> wow. And then the neighborhood was alerted to the fact that there was a patrol car up there, electric pole, when all the lights went out all over the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I like the peanut gallery's answer better. What, what was that? Hit two people in the program. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's right. See, no one else will get that. No, we all do. All right, let's see. Going to a panel. AA carpool. Guy in the back hits the other two in the front. It was awesome. We Um. welcome him here tonight. (laughs) Shout out to Mike. I was one of the guys hit. We're sitting next to each other. I figure if I'm good with it, everybody else should be. Yeah, really. (laughs) Um, In Seattle, uh, loss prevention specialist Chuck Davis uh, is recovering from surgery. He caught someone trying to steal a Fred Meyer grocery store, caught someone trying to steal a Marilyn Manson CD, and the guy became belligerent, whipped out a hatchet, and chopped off part of his ear. Wow. That's a bit of an overreaction, don't you think? Wow. (laughs) You ever been to a Fred Meyer? No. When I went to Oregon, I go to this, what appears to be just like a a center, a shopping center. Mm Mm-hmm. And I look, and there's a place called Fred Meyer, and it's like sort of like a J.C. Penney's or a department store. Mm-hmm. And I notice in the other part of the parking lot, there's a Fred Meyer grocery store, and there was a Fred Meyer haircutting place, and there was a Fred Meyer uh, movie theater and a Fred Tire Auto, a Fred Meyer's Auto Care Center. I'm like, mm-hmm. is the entire city here owned by Fred Meyer? They're like, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is recovering. In uh, he had surgery. He's recovering. Uh, and they were able to arrest a suspect. Fred Meyer, by the way, sort of Walmart-esque. The only thing it's mm-hmm. missing is live chickens running around the floor. 
should have the People of Fred Meyer website. Okay, here comes the controversy for the week. Uh-oh. In Santa Monica, California, a group of atheists is to blame for this year's way-scaled-back Christmas display. Um, the city, Santa Monica, has along the, with this one street, all the way down the street, they have stalls, basically, and you bid in a lottery type of thing for a number of stalls, and you can put up a display for the holidays. Um, Santa Monica Boulevard? We love it. No, it's... Um, it. I'm looking for the name of the street, but I'm not seeing it. Century Boulevard? No, it's in Santa Monica. It's right, like your, it's your third street promenade. Yeah, yeah, uh, around there. At any rate, the uh, the what they're calling the traditionalists, people who put up actual like Christmas displays, like nativities and stuff, of the like forty some odd stalls, they only managed to get three this year. One particular atheist, one guy, won nine of them. I have no idea what he's going to put in, but he won nine of them. Um, and the city, a lot of the people in the city are petitioning the city to make it uh, illegal for them to have so many so that they can have their traditional displays up next year. I don't think you can do that. i got but a really good idea. Why don't you just come up with a theme and then get people who want to sponsor the city doing the theme? Well, the, the, the reason why the atheists came out in force this year is because they said that they don't believe that public property should be used for religious displays. And, uh, you know, here I am having to agree with that. What? And I'm a religious person, but I do well, agree well, this well. public property, unless they're going to have religious what? displays from lots of different religions, that's fine. I'll go with that. If we're going to have a Hanukkah display Christmas. and a Christmas display and a Kwanzaa display and a whatever why, display. So why don't they, why? Why don't they why? sell things for Yom Kippur? Have the Yom Kippur display. Yom Kippur, but that's okay. Yom Kippur. Yeah, it's Yom Kippur. And you know what I mean, though? I this mean, is not you know Yom Kippur time. Jews don't care. This is not Yom Kippur time. No, Hanukkah. Right. But Hanukkah. you'd have to do it at Yom Kippur but, time. But doesn't mean no, you have Hanukkah to do what it. You're, at looking for. you're looking for Hanukkah is what you're looking for. Yeah, Hanukkah. No, that's not what it is. Because Hanukkah conflicts. What? It conflicts with Christmas. But you wouldn't do an, Easter, you wouldn't do an Easter display during Christmas. So why would you do a Yom right. Kippur you'd display Right, you'd do an yeah. Easter display at Easter. That's what I'm saying. You pick uh, different well, ones okay. for each religion. You kind of went, you kind went completely to left yeah. field. And on Yom Kippur is like the Day of Atonement. What, how, yeah. what kind of a display are you going to have for that? Some guy in Iraq? Someone being atoned. Somebody forgiving somebody. Oh, okay. I immediately so. go to medieval torture weapons in here forgiving yeah, what people. what the hell? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but what's your issue with at Christmas time having Christmas displays? Because there property. are a lot of other holidays going on around the same time. This display is going to be so up what? the whole month. So, so what? So can't someone oh, besides so can't what? someone buy one of the things and put a Hanukkah display yeah. if they wanted? Yeah, yes, that's but, fine. If they have a Hanukkah display as but, well, I'm okay with that. But we celebrate Christmas. And they celebrate Hanukkah. Okay, wait, wait, so wait, why wait, can't perfect. we have both? Ding ding. Round yeah, absolutely. Two. They should go ahead and get. They oh, can right. take one and put up a Hanukkah display. I have no problem okay. with that. I don't have a problem with that either. Mm -hmm. But if you're only going to have one religious group represented on public Christmas. property, that's not right. Why? Because we're not a mono monotheist culture. We're not. No, we're not. So, and our public funds, you know, some Jewish guy's taxpayer dollars shouldn't be paying for the upkeep on a Christian display any more than a Christian's taxpayer dollars should pay for I, a Jewish display. I can I can almost guarantee you they don't care. Okay. Can I what? throw something in here? Sure. Paddle on the left and paddle on the right. <laughs> uh, why don't they just limit the amount that each person can buy to one, and then if you want to put a 
Hanukkah display you could or a Kwanzaa display or a Christmas display. I don't. I think it's. Don't they like auction these or something? Uh, no, it's a lottery type of thing. Okay, if it's a lottery, then they have to go with whatever the. You know what? Maybe eleven Jewish guys win the lottery and they get all of them. Well, and that's what you the, the traditionalists the are saying is that they want the lottery system done away with and they want uh, people to be able to bid on like for oh, to limit the, the number that each win, group. They have all the money to limit the number that each group can get. Well, look, here's the thing. We've had this discussion with a lot of people lately. When I see people this time of year, I wish them a Merry Christmas. Yes. You know why? Because you celebrate Christmas. Because I celebrate Christmas. But they, and see, this is no, why it no, doesn't no. make any sense so, to me. Why? But I am wishing them the happy holiday that I celebrate. I know, but they if don't celebrate they were, it. If a Jewish person was to wish me a happy Hanukkah, I'd I would be thrilled. Thank you. I would thank them. Yeah, what's, what's wrong with thanking someone for saying happy Hanukkah? I am wishing them a happy holiday that I celebrate. I'm not putting down their holiday. Yeah, I'm in Canada. Happy Boxing Day. Yeah, happy Thanks. Boxing Day. Great. Oh, Here we go again. You know, it just, I mean, its we've reached a point in this society where we've gone way around the bend. Hey, happy Kwanzaa. Thanks, man. Yeah. Awesome. If I wished someone a happy Kwanzaa, I would expect them to be offended. Yeah. Because I don't know crap yeah, about Kwanzaa. Yeah, what am I going to do? Go up to people and wish someone happy Hanukkah when I'm not Jewish? If I know someone is celebrating Kwanzaa, I might tell them to enjoy their holiday. Well, absolutely. But I'm not going to say Merry Christmas to them if they don't celebrate Christmas. No. I mean, if I run into Rabbi Rubenstein, I'm going to wish him a happy Hanukkah. Because I know he celebrates Hanukkah. If I happen to see somebody in a store and I make a purchase and they say, thank you very much, and I say, Merry Christmas, who did I offend? Shelly. I'm not really offended. I just, I am just an egalitarian. I'm very inclusive. So am I. I'm not sure why. I want everybody to have a happy whatever. Mine is Christmas. Hey. What? Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. How more inclusive can you be than that? How about. Merry um, Christmas to all and to all a good night. I'm going to start saying Merry Happy Kwanzaa. I'm going oh, to say, very happy Kwanzaa Kamas. There we go. I'm going to say Merry Christmas, and if you don't like it, you can kiss my ass. No, that's fine. <laughs> Merry happy Kwanzaa Kamas. There you go. Merry freaking Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. Okay, we've gone on way too long with this. We have to get to a hero of the week. Um, I hope it's Santa Claus. Sort of. Perfect. Sort of. It's like a sort of Santa Clausy thing in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Oh, Tim Tebow. Unfortunately, we can't actually say their name. Because we don't know who it is. Uh, a Salvation Santa. Army Santa, you know, ringing the bell. A bell ringer. Uh, found a diamond ring inside a neatly folded $20 bill with a note on it that said, It's real in loving memory of Benny and Phyllis. It's worth about $3,500 and will actually help to feed the 600 extra mouths the Salvation Army expects to get this year based on... Uh, reservations and things that they've already gotten from groups that are bringing people in. I was going to say, they got reservations? Well, no, like you can take a group to Salvation Army on the Christmas if you tell them that you're bringing a group Mm -hmm. in. And they're expecting to have 600 extra mouths from last year. And this will help to pay for that. That's the second story like that I've heard in the last week. I've got another one for the next show. Okay. So Awesome. Yeah, isn't that nice? Okay. Okay, we're way over time. You know what I'll bet they say at Salvation Army? Merry Christmas. Betcha. And I'll bet everyone that's eating there for free says doesn't thank you. care. Says thank you. Yeah. And that's the end of the boozy news. 
The New Way Foundation Victory House AWARE program is a state-licensed and certified substance abuse treatment provider located in Burbank. The New Way Foundation has a 50-bed residential program for men 18 to 64 years of age without insurance and outpatient programs for both women and men. New Way is a nonprofit foundation that is partially funded by Los Angeles Substance Abuse Prevention and Control under the Public Health Department and provides affordable and effective treatment. For over 40 years, New Way has been located in walking distance from beautiful downtown Burbank, numerous parks, and major transportation lines. In comfortable settings, nearly the entire continuum of care is offered by state-registered and certified counselors and interns. Don't wait for an accident, arrest, or overdose to contact us. Help yourself or your loved ones find treatment and the joys of recovery. When your way doesn't work anymore, try the new way. You can reach us at 818-842-9416 or on the Internet at new-way-foundation.com. Helping 25,000 people find a new way since 1967. Recovery 101. Yeah. Awesome. So, Mark, we have a topic. Do we? I don't remember what the hell Which it is. Which one do we want to do? We had a lot of topics. We had topics flying all over the studio today. Which one do we want to do? Shelly, which topic like do you want to do? Oh, look, the there's fan. a small one. There it goes. Bye-bye. Like shit hitting the fan. It's just it's everywhere. That's right. Topics everywhere. Well, Throw them against the wall. See what sticks. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to do, Shelly? It's up to you. I don't care. I don't remember them, so there you go. Okay. Why don't you want it? Why don't you want it? As in, how, how do we want to? How do we want to approach it, though? How? What is the suggested method du jour? I don't know. Because I wanted it. We thought it was a good topic for you, Bruce. To tell us about all the times you didn't want it. Well, I always wanted it. I just wasn't willing to do anything to get it. There's a big. <laughs> there's a big difference. I wanted it, but I wanted it handed to me on a silver platter. I think that's a big factor for a lot of people. A lot of people are just, I mean, bone idle, completely lazy. They don't want to work for it. They're alcoholics. Yeah. If you're not, your softer way? Yeah, if you're not going to fix me, then why should I work for that? Well, I was like that. I, I, the very first recovery I ever did where I didn't just uh, go into a meeting, but I went into a center, I went into a hospital, and I thought, it's a hospital. What do they do at hospitals? They fix people. So I went in there expecting they were going to whatever, do a surgery, take out the alcoholic bone or whatever it is, and yeah. that they would fix me, and I would get out of there, and I would be cured. And I went in there, and they started talking about meetings and steps, and I'm like, Where, where's the meds I start taking to cure me of being an alcoholic? And they said, there isn't any. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that kind of sucks. And they said, matter of fact, there isn't any, and you should go to Impact House after this. I said, that sounds even worse. So I didn't go. You know what I think the best way would be to stop a lot of people and really inhibit their drug use? Just cut off their thumbs. It just stops you from doing so many things that revolve around doing drugs. Oh, my gosh, you couldn't light a lighter. Yeah. Sure you could. (laughs) Well, you could, but it wouldn't be as easy. See? Shelly's going for her lighter to see how much harder it would be. Exactly. See, not not quite. You still so. got your thumb involved in that. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Thumb. I did, didn't I? 
Yeah, I'd no have problem. to. I'd have to do it this way then. Yep. Watch a monkey try to yeah, light a lighter. No problem. No problem. Your dog can't light a lighter. Hey. Hey, I did no, it. No, but you try keeping it lit now because it starts to now turn it sideways and you burn your finger and it goes out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shelly, the same rules apply with the lighter. Turn the lighter Ouch. the other way so you don't burn your hand. Wow. You can see that one wow. coming. I walked you. her right through that. You, you, know, you know what it is? It's non-dope fiend. Wow. I'm really sorry, folks, that you didn't get to see that, but you could just imagine it, it went exactly the way I was describing it. Right on cue. Yeah. Ow, my finger hurts now a little bit. I'll bet it does. So. It's okay. Yeah, it was a train wreck coming, <laughs> and we saw it coming, and Mark said it was coming. Well, he and said, came. and now turn it sideways, so I did. And, and then so the, you can burn your finger. <laughs> my flame hurt, hit my finger. I'll bet your sponsor wishes you took direction like that. Hey, <laughs> I did. Hey, turn your lighter, burn your finger. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so, so we know that. Well, and the thing was, I, I always wanted it, but I wasn't willing to do the work to get it. Well, it's not so much just the work. It's also the fact that there's the whole God aspect of it. A lot of people, like, they want to be sober, but the reason they don't want it is because it involves a higher power. And nobody wants to give up that kind of control. None of us do. Yeah. It's too scary to trust yourself to something you can't see. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, I what? mean, I, I see that. There's a lot of people, though, that the higher power thing is because they automatically associated that it's going to be religious and it's going to be God because it doesn't have to be. I mean, I wasn't behind the whole God thing when I got here, and I used the G.O.D. group of drunks because it was a group of people that were staying sober. I could see them stay sober. I didn't have to guess if it was working. It was definitely a power greater than myself because I knew I couldn't stay sober on my own, and these guys all seemed to be staying sober together. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think a lot of people assume the God thing, and the fact that we pray twice a meeting, that, that might throw a little thing in the mix that it's God-oriented. See, Shelly, who doesn't want anyone to say Merry Christmas, will be the next one saying, well, we shouldn't pray at a meeting because that will be exclusive. I've said, if you're sent there on a court card and we say the Lord's Prayer at the end of that meeting you're in, don't we violate separation of church and state? No, because the prayer is not mandatory. Judges have ruled that it's not mandatory, but so the they have to go to the meeting. The meeting is mandatory. The meeting is mandatory, but yeah, because but there is no in the prayer is mandatory. You don't even have to stay for the prayer if you, you don't, don't want. You don't have to stay for the prayer. There is no requirement to believe in God. So yeah, if I'm signing the court cards, you have to stay till the prayer. So I don't sign them till the meeting's over. Oh, I sign them and give them back because well, you know yeah, what? It's on them. They could walk they outside during the prayer. Or just, you know, I've seen people Mark just... Mark would say, you bastard, I ain't signing it. I've you just... sat here for an hour and a half and you walked outside for 15 seconds, you're done. No, I've seen people just stay in the room, but just step back outside of the circle and not participate in the prayer. I saw a guy that was an atheist that would stand there and hold hands with everyone else while they did the prayer. Ill the sick one. Yes. Who's now a big fan of the whole God thing, but then used to be. Yeah. So what do you think, Mark? You know, I vaguely remember going on a panel like 20 years ago. <laughs> vaguely remember. And all I remember about the panel is this guy was sharing. He had about a year. And he said that uh, all you have to do is be willing and the program will do the rest. And I looked at him when he said it and I started laughing. I'm like, really? <laughs> so all I have to do is be willing and the program is going to take care of me. me. I said, I'll tell you what, don't drink and use no matter what, and the program will do the rest. 
Right. I said, but just being willing has its place, but there's some work you got to do with that. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. It's not hard work. It's just work. And, and isn't isn't that a thing like, you know, the whole people that make too big a work of doing things? You know, it's like inventory. Oh, scary inventory. You know what? What? Writing inventory is not difficult. No. Sharing You might it. not want to do it. It's time-consuming, but it's not like you're writing an essay for college where you're going to be great and it's got to be good. You know, this is... You make four columns, you write down who you're pissed at, you do your resentments, you know, what, what it affected of you and what was your mm-hmm. part in it. And it's like, it's not hard. And it's your life, so it's really yeah. easy, you yeah. know. And you know what? After that, you do your fifth step, which is a little more challenging because now you got to tell the truth well, and share re- it. Yeah, but, but by you the time what? you've written it all, you're ready to get rid of it. Well, and the thing is, you know, you're going to... What's cha- I mean, it, it's challenging to get over the idea that you're going to let someone else know. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's... I'm going to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the reality is that your sponsor really doesn't give a crap what you got to say anyway, so. And you know what? And it's <laughs> written in all words that I can understand because I, I wrote, wrote it. it. Yeah. So, you know, and when when you're done writing it, you're done. Yeah. And, and if you're afraid you missed something, you're going to get to do another one. More will be revealed. Yeah. You'll get it later. And and in that thing, you might even do it as a tenth step. Yeah. yeah. You know, Process it and be done with it. I don't know. You know, and, and you know, it's kind of like one of those things, you know, you know, why don't you want it? Uh, you know, I, I think that that whole, I think it's going to be too much work. I think, you know, when people first go in, I remember looking at all the steps on the wall, and I'm like, I have to do all that? And it seemed like a lot. But you got to remember, I was a guy that didn't do shit. I mean, yeah. I didn't do anything. The average dope fiend on a day, if you told him, hey, if you write an inventory, I'll give you half an ounce, he'd be off writing like crazy. He'd be back He'd be back in a couple hours going, did I write enough? You want more? No, the best part is while you're doing the half an ounce, you write like 20 pages while you're doing it. And then just turn it in the next day. Well, yeah, you give, a, you, give a, you, you, know, yeah. you give him a couple quarters to start. You, you give him one quarter to start out with, yeah. I guarantee he'll write that thing. Yeah. I can write a novel. Yeah. But, you know, I think why the reason why a lot of people don't want it is they don't need it. Well, that's true, too. There's a lot of people coming to this program today. They don't need it. Yeah. We've talked about that many, many times. Yeah. It's prevalent. This isn't This isn't 1935 where alcoholics are in the, uh, in the drunk tank sanitarium, you know, yeah. saying... I'm ready to die because I just can't get it. What do you think, Shelly? You've been sitting here soaking all Yawning. this up like a freaking sponge. If I know Shelly, though, she's going to say, I don't know, I really wasn't listening. No, I was actually listening. I don't know. To I me. think the bottom line is, why don't you want it? Because they want to get loaded. That, yeah. Yeah. That's. You should have saved that for your last words. <laughs> See, I do that all the time. No, they just don't. Want, I mean, it's hard to make somebody want something they don't want. They want to get loaded. So let them go get loaded. I mean, you know. And I think they want to get loaded with impunity. I mean, they want to yeah. get loaded and not pay any prices. Right. And I'm sure there's people that go out. We've got some people around our groups that have gone out recently. And it's like, so far, they haven't really paid any big prices. 
Like you had a sponsee, I had a sponsee, yeah. and you know what? I had a sponsee. They're, they're just, yeah, but your sponsee is close, probably. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, I, and, and we can't say any names, but, you know, people that are just kind of going back and, you know, and they're like chipping. They're like, you know, the problem is we know where that leads. I mean, yeah, it's kind of okay now. Until the next time they come crawling in with their ass hanging off, going, oh, my God, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. Yeah, like people that, you know, have never had a 502 until they get a 502. And then all of a sudden they can't drive and they can't this, and now they're having problems getting to work. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, maybe I should quit. But I don't really want to. I don't think I have a problem. I just need to chill for a while. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. I had a guy in my store today trying to sell me advertising. This guy, we were talking about recovery, and he goes, well, my wife really thinks I should drink less, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, to cut out my drinking during the week. And I looked at him, and I said, you're trying to? He goes, well, like, I, I'm supposed to be, but I, I had a few beers today, and I'm like, you know, if, if if you have to try to quit to not drink during the week, you might want to look at that because guys that don't have a problem or don't have an issue and they're not supposed to drink during the week, they they just don't drink. And guys uh, that have know. to try not to drink, why do you have to try not to I drink? I don't know if I agree with that. Really? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think... I don't have to it, try it, not to drink. Well, I think that if people reach a point in their life where they drink too much... And the first thing they try is to cut back. And if they try to cut back and they're successful, well, good. Like, I eat too much. But if they try, so I try to, I try to eat better. But if they now, try and they they are unsuccessful, yeah. like him, then he needs to look at that. Well, but because he's I trying try, and he can't. I try to do better with my diet. Do I every day? No. Do I occasionally? Go eat something that isn't on my diet? Yes. But I, you know what? As long as I'm working in the right direction, it's when I lose total control. Well, I asked him how his weekends were. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, because, you know, this is... He said, I don't know. This is coming up. Well, yeah. Well, no, no, no. He's coming up to part of that. And he goes, well, on one day, his brother brought over... A 36-pack or something. I didn't even know there was a 36-pack. And I go, oh. The lunch drink. I go, well, that's a bunch. And he goes, well, we drank that, and then we got another 12-pack, and we drank that. And I go, how'd that go? And he goes, I don't really know. He goes, I've never had where I didn't remember something. I go, you drank enough to black out? And he goes, I guess. And, and I told him the story of, I said, it's like we have this meeting called questions and answers. I like to call it questions and opinions. And, you know, you write down a thing, you stick it in a can, and then they give their answers or opinions. And one of the questions always is, how do I know if I'm an alcoholic? And, of course, the answer is, if you're sitting in an AA meeting wondering if you're an alcoholic, there's a pretty good chance you're an alcoholic. Because you know what? Because he told me, he goes, I don't know. He goes, I'm wondering if I might be an alcoholic. And I go, Normal people don't wonder that. Only alcoholics wonder that. Did you invite him to a meeting? I did. Okay. I don't know if he's going to go. It's okay. I'm not sure that that's necessarily true because I've seen a number 
of people come in with court cards that probably aren't alcoholics that got a DUI because the one night of the year they go out and drink, they end up getting They're caught. They're just unlucky. Yeah, but they got sent. They're not coming in just wondering. I mean, they got sent oh, there by someone. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the Fed said, hey, we think. You know, that that's a whole plant the seed I, thing. I have a question about that, too. What? It just seems to me, just my observation, how many people do you see that literally just walk into a meeting off the street that aren't coming either through a recovery house going into a recovery house or being sent by the courts? Mm, I'm sure there's some. He did. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Michael did. Yeah, but, but I mean as a general rule, I he mean You got a friend drag him in. Well, you know what? The very first time <laughs> I the very first time I went to a meeting, I just walked in the one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ended up going to recovery homes later, but the very first time I didn't know what to do. And I really didn't want to go to AA anyway because I didn't think I was an alcoholic. But that's where I went anyway because that's all there was. Well, I wasn't going to NA. You know, there's a bunch of, of drug addicts there, bunch of heroin junkies. Yep. I remember thinking I was okay because I just didn't slam heroin. I only slammed coke and speed. That was awesome. So, Shelley, what would your final words on? Bruce you just don't the topic. want it. Um, no, I didn't forget the topic. <laughs> I think that the people that don't want it are fairly easy to spot. And I just be polite, offer my number, and leave it at that. Because I can't do anything. I don't think anybody can do anything. Until they're ready. You know, and if they don't want it, they don't want it. And we're not, you know, it's not about promotion. So I'll just be sunshiny and cheerful and attractive. Because we're supposed to Baby. attract, not promote. Ooh. And wear something low cut? No. Why not? Not Pro- that kind of attraction. Program attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark. Yes. What are your final words on the subject? If you don't want what we have and aren't, going, this. and aren't going to any lengths to get it, then don't work the steps. Stick your head up out of the foxhole. Hope you don't get shot in the head. You know, and come on back when you're a little more beat up. If you want what we have and are willing to go to any link to get it, then you'll get it. And if not, I'll save a seat for you. Amen. Shelly, who are our friends? Oh, can we say amen? Huh? Hmm, what? Yes, this is not a state-funded program. Okay. We can say hallelujah. We can say hosanna. We can say all kinds of things. You Merry, can say Merry Christmas. Merry Flipping Christmas, even though we're not we there yet. Do we have to put the flipping in there, though? No, why not? Sheesh. Um, what did you ask me? See, she never listens. She asked you about Friends Online. Yeah. Oh, Friends Online. That'll be yeah. in the rooms.com. <laughs> they run a recovery website where you can put up a profile, meet some people in the A of your choice, go to online chats and meetings, and go to Friends of Recovery 101 and listen to the show on our embedded player while you surf the site, and it's all free. <laughs> wow. Okay. Whew. How about uh, our friend back east? That'd be Bruce. The other white meat. He runs the 12 Step Gazette at 12 stepgazettecom com. You can go to recovery101.net, scroll net. down. You like this next part, don't you? Yeah. 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 Click on the tab. Perfect. How do you do that? And uh, take you right to the site. 
You can read his fine publication online. You can get it emailed to you, or you can get the subscription prescription. He'll send it to you via the United States Postal Service while they're still somewhat solvent. Yes, operational. Um, if you're interested in a franchise, you can contact Bruce. who will give you all the information you need to bring the 12-step Gazette to your little corner of the world. Awesome. We've got videos at youtube.com forward slash e- Oh, wait a minute. Let me do it backwards. We've got email addresses at recovery underscore 101 at hotmail.com. Recovery101radio at gmail.com. You can join the crack advertising staff at recovery101radiosales at gmail.com. If you want to advertise with us, you can get a hold of us any damn way you please. And uh, we've got videos at youtube.com forward slash easy look and youtube.com forward slash recovery101 rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. Shelly, do you take yourself damn seriously? I can't possibly. I'm too busy tripping down the stairs at work. How can you possibly take me seriously if I'm falling bone over tea kettle? Serially. Perfect. <laughs> Who's the lead out music by? Um, oh. Let's go with Three Dog Night. Okay. Three Dog Night. Chuck Negron and the boys. Everyone, try and leave it better than you found it and be the example. Merry Christmas. <laughs> take care of you.